song, I had already chosen the numbers that I wanted the kids to do, and each choir already had two songs, and I thought, oh, it's just too much for them to learn, but I just kept hearing all of them singing that song. And so I said to the, to the workers, I said, don't worry about teaching the fours and fives, just teach them the chorus, and we'll do the older kids on the verse. Well, if you saw them, the fours and fives were singing along with the older kids. And I love it because I, I, the mind of a child just is so open to learning so much stuff. So I don't know if it was hearing it on the CD or if it was practicing on Wednesday nights or hearing their older siblings sing or whatever it was, they learned the verses just like the older kids did. And I'm so proud of you guys. Good job.
do this and pretend. And one night we came out to work as a group and they actually had bells. And I said, where did those come from? And Melissa said, Veronica said, if everybody else was playing an instrument, she wanted her kids to play instruments too. So she found bells for them. All right, we're gonna bring the first and second grade down to sing with the fours and fives. If you came to the adult drama, you know that they sang a descant part of Silent Night to the piece that the um, adults sang in the drama called Peace, Peace. And it was just too good to pass up. So when we went to the nursing home, they sang Silent Night all by themselves and did a wonderful job. So we're gonna let them sing for you all. Do you have the picture up there? Y'all see the picture? We were talking about this man on Wednesday night. His name was Joseph Moore. And do you remember, did he work for Burger King or was he a preacher? He was a preacher, that's right. And he, did he live in the United States or did he live in another country? No, he lived in another country. He lived in Austria a long time ago, back in the 1800s. He was a priest, and he had just moved into a new church, and he was so excited because it was about to be Christmas, and they had beautiful music at his church on Christmas Eve. But something horrible happened. What happened in his church that he couldn't? What was it, Leah? Um, the, the organ broke, that's right. And so all the beautiful Christmas music that they had planned to do wasn't going to be able to be sung anymore. And so Father Moore went back and he found a poem that he had written a couple years before and he took it to the man on the other picture. His name was Franz Gruber. He was the organist for the church. And he said, would you write me just an easy melody that we could all sing with these words? so that we have something to sing on Christmas Eve. And so Mr. Gruber wrote a guitar piece and he wrote the tune to Silent Night. And it was written, what do we have up there? It was written and sung on December 24th, Christmas Eve in 1818. So we said next year, if we're all still here and Jesus hasn't come back and we get to sing, Silent Night, we always do at our Christmas Eve service. So if we sing Silent Night next year, how old is the song gonna be? 100 years old. Close, it's gonna be 200, 200 years old. People have been singing Silent Night and we're gonna let you sing it right now for your moms and dads.
first and second graders. Would that really get us to focus on the reason for the season? 
We might find it easy to throw the baby out with the bathwater. The point of Jesus' birth was to bring God into humanity. What if we were able to see Jesus in all the traditions? The first Christmas was about God with us. Let's make this Christmas about us with God. May we see the joy of Christ in our kids' laughter. The love of Christ with our family. The heart of Christ in the gifts we give.
we'll thank you again, all, for all the boys and girls. Let's express our appreciation one more time to all of them. I knew this morning that uh, I would have uh, just a, a few minutes, and so uh, not going to even attempt to uh, share a message. But what I would like to do uh, over about the next 10 minutes, and then I'll turn it over to James, and he said he can do what he needs to do in about 10 minutes, and you might even get out a little early uh, today. But I'd like to emphasize the importance, uh, the value of our Lottie Moon Christmas offering uh, for international missions. Uh, most of our church family are familiar with this annual offering that's taken up uh, by our denomination. Uh, the national goal this year for all of the Southern Baptist churches is $160 million. And then our church goal is $20,000. And as I've shared in the past, uh, we have uh, now uh, over... Uh, 3,600 missionaries scattered around the world, and uh, every penny of this offering gets to our missionaries to support their work. Uh, that's the great thing about this offering. Nothing goes towards administrative expenses. You can be absolutely guaranteed every penny you give will get to the missionaries to support their work uh, that will result in individuals coming to know Jesus. The other thing that excites me about this offering that I often emphasize is the renewed uh, focus, emphasis of our denomination on reaching unreached people groups. In other words, people groups throughout the world who have either no access or very limited access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and that's exciting to know that we're penetrating many of these areas that uh, for centuries have been unreached uh, with, the, with the gospel. Uh, I'd like to show you uh, another one of the uh, brief videos that I've been highlighting the last uh, few weeks. This particular video highlights a uh, missionary family that's uh, working in Japan, which is a very difficult area to work in, and uh, they've uh, done something very creative, and as you'll see, is to plant a church uh, through their pediatrician's office, who is, uh, uh, Jap who is Japanese. And uh, they're just doing a wonderful work, having tremendous results. And it just gives you, again, another idea of uh, ways that your money is being used to reach others for Christ. So I'll let you watch this, and I'll share a few more things. Gambaru. Roughly translated, the Japanese word means to tough it out to overcome obstacles, to persevere, to press on through tough times, focusing on the importance of finishing a task and never stopping until a goal is achieved. Who would have thought that a Southern girl from Alabama and a farm boy from Missouri would end up in Japan and find this to be our story? People told us, you can't get into the hospitals, you can't get into the schools. And God has opened doors for us to go in and minister. 
People told us, you're not going to be able to get into the orphanages. God has opened doors for us to get in and minister to the orphans. People told us, it's going to be difficult to adopt. God has blessed us with a son and a testimony of his faithfulness. People told us, it's going to take years for you to see fruit in Japan. And what we've got now is something only God could have accomplished. One amazing thing that God has done this last year is open the doors for us to start a church plant in our pediatrician's office. We met Dr. Shimizu when one of our children was sick. Come to find out Shimizu Sensei was also a believer who had a heart to use her business and her clinic to reach out to the Japanese people. Japanese do not readily enter churches, so even if the gospel is shared inside the church, most Japanese will not have a chance to hear the gospel. However, hospitals, schools, nursing homes, and other things like this always have people coming to them. If in those places they are able to encounter the gospel, then lots of Japanese will have an opportunity to hear the gospel. So that's what we're seeing at the church plant, is that people are coming in and they're seeing new life. They're seeing people's lives who have been changed by the gospel, and they realize there's something missing in their own. They realize there's something that they need in their own life, and they're beginning to be drawn to the love and grace of the gospel. I always felt something was missing before. After knowing God, I always feel a sense of security in my heart. Even though I have everyday worries and problems, I always talk to Jesus honestly, and He gives me peace. I guess what makes me emotional about seeing lives change is it's nothing I can do. God calls us to be obedient, but really the work is totally dependent upon Him and what He has planned. It makes the hard days worth it to be able to see Him really, truly working. We are overwhelmed by the work of God's grace in our lives. We know that the only hope for the people of Japan is the message of the gospel. And it's because of that we're compelled to continue working in this country. Christmas, we celebrate uh, Christ who left the glories of heaven to come to this sin-cursed world uh, for one express purpose, and that was to die, uh, to die in your place, in my place, uh, for the penalty of our sin. The scripture says, he, Jesus, who knew no sin, he what? He became sin on our behalf that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. As I've shared with you many times before, when Jesus died that awful death on Calvary's cross, the fury of God's wrath, wrath was unleashed on him uh, because he was paying the penalty for your sin. There on the cross, God the Father treated his son 
just as if he had lived your sinful life as he took your place, became your substitute. Why? So that today he could treat you just as, you, as if you had lived Christ's sinless life. And to be reconciled, to know a relationship with God, to know eternal life, the forgiveness of sins, grace to manage your problems and your trials and challenges, and a future home in heaven. And as you, uh, you Edgewood family know, uh, over the last few years, the way I've challenged you in the Lottie Moon Christmas offering is by establishing what I call different levels of giving. And uh, I just ask you uh, to uh, look over that list. Everyone should have received a letter from me uh, relating to this. And just pick that level that would be a step of faith for you or your family. Uh, that would provide you an opportunity to give not just a generous gift, but a sacrificial gift. And let me just one last time remind you of what those levels of giving are. So if you just look with me at the screen. Uh, go ahead, Aubrey. Uh, the highest level of giving that I've suggested for those that would have that means would be uh, $5,000. And on each of these levels, I've just given you one example of many that could be shared of how that could be used. $5,000 could actually provide a three-week trip for an entire family of missionaries to access a hard-to-reach people group in the Nepal mountains. Uh, you may remember a few weeks ago, the first video I showed you was a, a missionary effort in the Nepal mountains where there are a number of various people groups that have very limited or no access to the gospel. The next level of giving, three thousand uh, dollars, which has always excited me. This would that would cover the production of a gospel film in a new language, providing the opportunity to reach thousands from an unreached people group. Uh, you can see the amazing opportunity that would provide. Next uh, would be $1,000, and that would provide sound equipment for the Jones family as they plant the, their church in Japan. Then the next level would be $500. That would, could provide Bibles and video, a number of Bibles and videos to share the gospel and the language of refugees. And then the next level would be $200, which uh, provides metro tickets. It's sort of a creative one. Uh, for six months' worth of visiting Muslim friends in Moscow, Russia, for the purpose of sharing the gospel. Uh, the next level, 150 that is what it would cost to support a missionary family for one day on the mission field, covering all their costs, their work that they're doing. Next, uh, $50.00. Uh, another creative one that I stuck in there provides 25 cups of coffee for workers in Mexico City meeting with business people to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then next, I always like to put something like this in to uh, provide an opportunity for our boys and girls to participate. Well, $2, just $2, provides one SD card filled with the audio Bible, the entire Bible, and Bible lessons that's used in places where it's dangerous to publicly share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I mentioned, it's an excellent challenge for our small children. And let me just challenge you with two questions that I always like to wrestle with as I uh, determine my level of giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, and I, it will be a generous sacrificial gift. But two questions. Number one, what is the worth of one eternal soul. 
What price tag would you put on one eternal soul coming to know Jesus and to have eternal life? Uh, in other words, if I were to tell you that your gift to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering would be used by God to penetrate the heart of a person that did, know, did not know Jesus and brought them to faith in Christ to know eternal life, what would that be worth to you? What would you be willing to give to see that happen? And the reason I ask that is because you can be absolutely guaranteed that your gift to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering will be used to reach other individuals for Jesus. Remember the stats that I shared with you from the last full year of reporting we have from our missionaries? Almost 2 million presentations of the gospel. Almost 176,000 individuals converted in that one year. Uh, over 6,000 new churches uh, started, and I could go on and on and on. So you can be guaranteed that your money will be used to bring uh, people uh, to the saving knowledge of Christ. And then the second question is, what is the worth of Jesus to you? In other words, if I were to tell you that your gift would provide you an opportunity to demonstrate how much you value Jesus Christ, how much would you be willing to give to express your love for Him? And that's exactly the opportunity that we have through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Jesus came in order to bring salvation to you and me. But now He's given the church, He's given believers the task to carry on that mission, that mission which He did not complete fully. I mean, He completed salvation fully, right? It is finished. It was a finished work. But now we're to take that message of the gospel, His death, burial, and resurrection, and the fact that it brings forgiveness, it brings eternal life, it brings abundant life now, grace to manage, again, our problems and our challenges. It is our task, it is our mission now to take that, uh, not only here locally, but around uh, the globe. And that's the opportunity that we have through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering for foreign missions. So bow with me in prayer, and, uh, and uh, let's just pray that God would show each one of us uh, what we should give. And again, I have no apologies challenging you on this offering because of what it's going toward and what will be accomplished through it. Pray with me. First, let me just allow a few moments for you to pray. Would you just simply ask God in your heart, God, what would you have me give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering this year? Lord, would you enable me to pick one of those levels of giving that would provide me and my family to be generous and to provide a sacrificial gift, knowing that it will be used to bring others to Christ, and it is an opportunity for me to express your love, my love for you. So ask God right now, God, give me guidance, give me direction. Father, I thank you for the Edgewood family. Uh, this church family has a remarkable um, legacy and history in generous, sacrificial giving in so many, many areas, in so many different ways. Uh, Lord, I think of the numerous local ministries like Sound Choices um, that would not have been possible apart from uh, the giving, the support, and the investment uh, of this church family. Lord, I thank you for this church's long, long history 
in giving generously and sacrificially to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, I praise you that in past years we have seen your grace at work in this church family in, uh, in giving. And Lord, I pray that that would be true this year as well, that we would give generously, sacrificially, and that it would resound to the praise and glory of your grace as individuals around the world would be reached for Jesus to be added to that multitude who will worship at the footstool of Jesus as we cast down our crowns before him uh, to love him and adore him. So, Lord, lead, guide, direct, for it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Well, I'll invite James up right now. He's just going to give a very, very brief overview of the budget. And again, thank you for your giving. Thank you for your giving to Lottie Moon. Thank you for your giving to Phase 3. Thank you for your giving in the general budget. Uh, you have a remarkable record in terms of giving. And, uh, and we're thankful for James, our administrator, and the great job he does. And give James a little love as he comes now. <laughs> 